0: Hello and welcome to the Who See Podcast with me, Phil. Some of us rewatch Doctor Who serials in their entirety as a particular story can sometimes remind us of a particular point in our lives. But more often than not, it's a certain episode within that story that can trigger those memories, be they happy or sad, good or bad. So in this occasional series of audio commentaries, I invite a special guest to select a single episode of a Doctor Who story and come and chat their way through their episode of choice and the memories that it evokes. And our very special guest for this particular episode in our little commentary series is someone whose career we've taken a great interest in over the past few years. Yes, I can only be talking about that well-renowned monster actor from Doctor Who, Hamilton Prickwillow. Yes, Hamilton has agreed to do a little commentary for us on his own um, and chat his way through an episode of Doctor Who that he feels was, uh, well, sort of brought into the attention of the producers at Doctor Who. So sit back and relax as we listen to Hamilton Prickwillow talking his way through the last episode of The Keys of Marinus. (laughs)
1: I'm supposed to press record. What, what am I supposed to do? Oh, press play. Okay. Um, here we go then. Uh, let's see what happens when I press on uh, this one. Okay. Thank you. God's sake. Here we go. Okay. Here we are then. Uh, yes, my name is Howard uh, from Prickwillow. Um I played the um in this particular story, um, The Keys of Uh Marinus. Um so this is uh, episode six, I understand. Um because the reason I picked this one is because it's the uh the one that brought me to the attention of, of Doctor Who producers. Um it was my first sort of role on the telly um, without um Playing a, a table, which I previously played in the uh, the Grove family, I played the dining room table in a particular series. Um, yes, so here we are. Here we are. anyway the uh, the keys of Marinus. and uh, yes, it, it was a, a very happy time for me um, playing. This. Oh yes, here we are. Terry Nation uh, wrote this one. Uh, oh, here we are, the lovely Jacqueline Hill here. Um, great amount of respect for her as an actress um, or actor, as you're supposed to say now. Um, yes, and also, what do we have here? It's, uh, Catherine Schofield, uh, Sabitha. Yes, I really do quite like her, actually. Um, <laughs> you see why, can't you? Yes. Uh, I can't remember where, where we're up to in this uh, particular story, though. I think that we're... Uh, is this where Chesterton's about, um, about to be executed or something? I can't, can't remember. Um, that's the problem with doing this sort of thing, you jump in midway or at the end of the story. Uh, but, oh, there we are. There, we are. there's uh, there's William Russell, there actually, and uh, I can't remember that chap's name in the background there. Um, oh, very 60s looking clock, very 60s looking clock there. Um, can't remember. I wish I could remember who he was. He looked rather wooden. Oh dear, shaking head, acting. Could have just said no, really. Um, rather just shaking his head like that. Very poor, very poor. Oh, here we are, back again. Ah, yes, now. Ah, uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, ah, yeah, Robin Phillips. That was it, Robin Phillips. Yes, lovely chap. Actually, um, chap. I think he went on to be a bit of a a director himself. Actually, um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, was it John Gorey actually directed this particular story? Um, yeah. Yes, I was a bit worried about him because he looked like a young Ian Ogilvy. Um, yet to counter prominence. Did you look like Ian Ogilvy? Yes, very alarmingly so. Actually, um. One thing we were quite worried about though was his costume. Um as you can see there it's looking a bit short. Um and all the way through we were worried that any moment his little Robin might uh sort of peep out. Um and in fact later on I think in this particular story there was a little bit of a mishap, uh which I will uh I'll go into um as we uh as as we reach that part. Um I think of this bit here we're trying to figure out uh who the real murderer was, uh, I really can't remember. Was it her? Oh, I don't know. I really don't know. I'd say I wasn't involved in this particular part too much because I was uh, walking round the the the, uh, the stage real, or back, you know, in the scenes uh, behind the scenes, rather say, um, just sort of uh, walking around in rubber, um, which was um, very uncomfortable. Um, I think I've said so before. a Very uncomfortable thing to do um it was very very um well but just hot under the lights and you know everything just filled up with with them um, with sweat really um very uncomfortable um i've never been in rubber in front of the camera again never um can't see much about behind it there you are um yeah so here we are so they, they've left uh they've left us there uh, let's watch this I think we're going to see some um, evil acting coming up now, I should remember rightly. Oh yes, looks up to no good, see? (laughs) Told you so, up to no bloody good. Oh yes, she's laughing away to herself there. Oh dear, and what's happening now? Um, She's like, oh, uh, she's got uh, Susan tied up in the back there. Oh, dear. What was her name? I can't remember her name. As I say, my my memory's just getting worse and worse. Uh, uh, Carol M. uh, M. Ford. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. I have a little prop there, see. It's a bit weird, though, because her house here looks rather, rather 1960s. And that's very futuristic. It doesn't really go, does it? Yeah, well, it's the budget of the time, I suppose. I'm not here to slack the thing off. Um, It's about my happy memories of working on this. But at the moment, I wasn't here. I was I was round the back preparing uh, for my role later Ron, um, which uh, I had to. Well, I forced my way to the front on it, uh, because my uh, one of my fellow actors, uh, well, basically, um, had a bit, of a, a bit of a whoopsie episode. Really, um, he didn't really want to to uh, get involved with an explosion at the end, uh, so I put myself forward. Um, it's the kind of thing you must you must do if you want to get ahead in acting. You see um but uh yeah that's that's exactly what i did that's exactly what i did and uh and it paid off handsomely for me, really um obviously, you're not going to see this right now, um but uh you know, I did have a bit of an not uh, so much of an argument with uh, the, the director john Gorey. Uh, i was uh just really what was she pulling out of that drawer? oh thank some for that it was a ray gun. I thought we'd put see her private life there for one moment, oh dear um. Yes, so, as I was saying, John Gorey, Um I did have a few words with him later on uh, when I did sort of force my way to the front to take over the scene. And, uh, well, I'll come on to that a bit, a bit later, a bit later there. But, uh, oh, dear. Yes, there are action. It's a bit of action here. See, no need for stuntmen there, you see. Uh, they did all their own work. Um, very, very impressive. Very impressive. Is, is, is the Doctor actually in this episode? Ah, here he is. Here he is. Here's William Hartle himself. Um... Oh, and also, oh, Donald Pickering. Ah, yes, good old Donald. Yes, uh, Lovely man, lovely man. Difficult to get to know, though. Um, he didn't sort of join in with uh, sort of afterwards in the BBC bar. Uh, he really wouldn't sort of get drinking or anything. But um, it's because Donald uh, Pickering liked pickling, actually. Um, yes, yeah, he loved to pickle things. Um, that's what he did behind the scenes, really. Um, yes, whenever we never got to know, but he did sort of uh, as parting gifts. At the end, was uh, jars of pickled onions uh, for, the, for the entire cast. Yes, never had a gift like that before. More since, actually, like that pickles. But anyway, well, each of their own, I suppose. Each of their own. But uh, a fine actor. Um, did seem to be a bit typecast, though. Um, I think he was uh, always played a bad guy. Um, I can't remember if he plays a bad guy in this or not. Actually, I don't know. But uh, he seemed a rather rather nice chap there. Oh, dear. Futuristic Formica, I suppose he was back then, I don't know. Ah, uh, William, yes, as I say, William Hartnell, he was the one who gave me the uh, the encouragement to push myself forward um, at the end. Because, he, you know, he said, you know, he told me I would go far. And um, I, I believe I have, actually. Um, I have gone far in the world of monster acting. Um, I, am, I was always the go-to person. For it, and and this this was the episode that sort of pushed me to the front and brought me to the the, the attention of uh, Verity Lambert, actually. Who I have a lot to thank her for. I really do, um, as much as William Hartnell. As much as William Hartnell. Strange, he had his own little funny little ways as well, um, but uh, a very interesting chap, very interesting chap actually. Really, don't know what I would have done without him. To be honest, uh, here we are. He played the stern and kind at the same time. He really did. Yes, really did like it. I had a lot of time for what Well, actually, for all of them, actually. They were very, very uh, uh, welcoming to me as, uh, as, uh, as, a, as a sort of. Uh, I was going to say an extra, I suppose. A little bit of an extra. But, uh, yes. i should not remember this man's name here. I, to recall I didn't get on very well with him. Very standoffish. Very standoffish. I think he took his role a bit too seriously. Uh, What was he? The the investigator or something? I don't know. Um, No, I I didn't get on with him at all. Didn't get on with him at all. Just everyone else, I did. Just not him. No, didn't click with him at all. Maybe that's why I can't remember the the damn man's name. Can't remember. Can't remember. Never mind. Never mind. We'll get there eventually. Ah, here we go. This is why I love that William Hartnell, you see? Little... One which serious, then he was sort of uh, of mischievous and uh, like like an imp, really, like a little imp around the the set. Yes, there we go, Look, impish. There we are, you see, impish. Still looking at that very 60's clock there. I can't think why he's dressed up like that, William Russell. Um, Oh, I don't know, is it his pajamas? I think he's wearing pajamas. Oh, what's going on here? Ah, now you see, they're trying, trying to entrap the uh the, 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 the bad man of the police, the real murderer, I think we'll find. The absolute murderer. Yeah, it's a bounder and a cat. Wonder who it could be, I wonder. Yes. Nothing any mode now, someone's gonna pop up and uh, we'll see some action, I think. Again, no stumping involved, the actors did all their own work in this particular scene. Very well done. I don't think you'll see at the end why I do my own work as well when uh, stuntmen should have been called for. Uh, but no, this is how we get ahead in the game, you see. This is how we get ahead. It really is. Ah, here we go. It's a bit of a struggle. A bit of a struggle. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, dear. Why is he got a. Ah, the hooded man. One who's behind the hood. I see. Hard looking sinister there. Impish to sinister. Oh, my God, it's Donald Pickering again. Yeah. I am surprised the smell of pickles didn't give him away. Ah, one of the keys is the Keys of Marinus. I was beginning to wonder if we were going to see one of these. Hidden inside that, uh, what's it called, a mace. Hmm, lethal-looking weapon it was too. There's a real weight behind it, actually. But it was uh, a very well-made prop, to be honest, well-made prop. And this fellow, I didn't get on with him at all. No, no, I took an instant dislike to him. I have now, actually. Don't know who he is. No idea. Ah, it's a little bit of history lesson there. Pyro. No idea who it is. But Pyro. There you are. Pyro. Something to do with scepticism. Here we go. Such a warm, genuine uh, relationship between the cast members here. It really is. It really is. Very happy time I had. They, as I say, they were very, very welcome. They brought me lots of drinks in the bar afterwards. And, uh, yes, it, it was, you know, a very, very nice, free and easy time at the BBC. Um, yes, it did smell of tweed and tobacco. Um, but um, I, I, it was the world that it was then, uh, back in the early 1960s. Took a long time for the BBC to come out of that, if I'm perfectly honest with you. But it was a it was a world I felt at home in, if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> it really was. Uh, I don't think I would get on very well at the BBC in these current times. I really don't. No, less said about that the better, I think. Here we go. Nice little in-camera effect here. We say goodbye to the companions as they jaunt across somewhere else in Marinus. Ah. I think it's the last you see of this fellow as well. Again, can't think of his name. No, it's just all coming to me. Or the other chap either, actually. Yeah, absolutely no idea. Oh, God, those scenes just drag on a little bit, doesn't it? Come on, get on with it. It's just so. I remember. Ah, nice little model work here. Um. That little pyramid, there was actually, um, it was actually a, a, a bar, a sexual actually. That did film it me very, very quickly, for it melted under the studio lights. Ah, here I am! Here I am, standing behind uh, Robin, Robin, um, Robin Phillips there. That's me. There we are, look at me there. Just commanding the scene, commanding it. There I go, there I go. Ah, yes, that brings back so many memories. That really does bring back memories. Oh, dear. Though, no, if I had my way, I would have played the lead ward. Here we go. Look at what idiot there. Trips up. Ruined the whole scene. Absolutely ruined it. I helped the door open perfectly there. And he just walks in and trips up. Bringing in the lovely Catherine, uh, Catherine Schofield. Oh, I like the haughty acting here. Very haughty. Yes, I like that. Yes, I was annoyed at that man tripping up. It was going perfectly. And then he ruined it with his foolishness. You you need to understand where you're going on set. That's the problem, you see. He didn't know where he was going. You need to rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. And he wasn't doing it. Fall. I remember having a lot of arguments with this man here as well. I thought he was overacting all the way through this. Lots of shouting through the mask. You see, there was absolutely no need to do that. He could have just emoted a bit more. Ah, here you are. Here you are, see? It's me threatening Robin, Schofield, uh, Robin Phillips there. Schofield? Who's Robin Schofield? No idea. See, overacting his way through the mask. Absolutely no need for it. Absolutely no need. You see, with me, with the knife there, it was subtle. My threats were subtle. I didn't resort to shouting, you see. the mark of a great actor. I, mean, I do say so myself. It really is. Shout, 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 all the time. My creature, see, I, I disagree with this line, my creatures to kill her. I, I see, that was referring to me as a creature, and I really didn't like that. I didn't appreciate that at all. As an actor, you want to be treated with respect, to just know as a creature. Oh, dear, acting again there. Oh, dear. Still, it did us a time because all we had was one take. One take gory, they called, uh, they called the director. They really did. So there's a few Billy Fluffs uh, coming up now, I think. The more they gave William to do, uh, the more he fluffed it. Uh, but I think they gave it its charm, actually. That's what gave it the charm. So, I do remember that set as well. Very confined. Very hot as well. Even hotter in my rubber. It really was. Very, very hot. So, I do like the scenes between these two as well. I really do. Ah, some more Keys. From Marinus. There we go. See, again, Oprah his way through it. You see, now that wasn't actually my voice. Uh, they actually dug me in there. Never did understand why. That's one of the arguments I had with John Gorey afterwards. Um, yes, he, he dug me in an ADR afterwards. Um, I, I don't know why. Now I've heard Dave Prowse felt, uh, playing uh, the now dearly departed Dave Prowse, um, in um Star Wars actually. So do it sort of robbed you know robbed the character um of my um well my sort of subtleties I would say. Again, overacting Dear oh dear. See, I would have played it completely differently. I really would have done. See now, I so I come into set because I have to play an upper ward. Um, here we go. See, threatening. You see now, no stumble involved. That was me. That was me being knocked on the head there by William Hartmore. Um, see now, that's the way to do it. It really is. Trouble is, I could smell now. Even that it reminds me now. Just smell the smell of Donald Pickering's pickles. The whole bloody place stank of vinegar afterwards. It really did. Shame, lovely fellow. Just the overpowering smell of vinegar. And onions. And dill pickles. See, didn't quite get the camera right there. Meant to split the uh, the two of them up with the bars of the window there. Keeps covering up Captain Scofield's face. But again, one take was all they had. they have time to remount and do it again. Those, you know, that was that was the uh, well. You did it. Now here we are back back to some acting again, overacting again. Here we go. Look, see, shouting, shout too much, man. What was his name? Was it Martin Court? Was that his name? So of course here you see he's playing um, uh, a dual role here. He's meant to be playing um, uh, the wonderful actor George Cluris, um, who I sort of uh, met on a few occasions after after this. He never reacted again um, after this. Um, I think I appeared with him earlier on in the story. George Clurice, of course, he gets bumped off rather rather early in, this, in the uh, in this tale. Um, wonderful man, wonderful man. Told me a story once about um he did an episode of um, Hancock's Half Hour television with uh, Tony Hancock. He was the uh, the missing page, I think it was, and uh, yes, yeah, he said Hancock, very very strange fellow. Took his uh, took his act, sort of comedy very very seriously, um, but you know you know off camera, um, he likes to play practical jokes on people, um, which actually. Talking a bit method as well. I think it says method comedy acting. Um, so we removed the last page from everyone's script, and the whole thing was uh, just some workshops at the time and improvised. Yes, know in fact that. Poor old Hancock. Ah, she's given up the key. Thinks he's given it to the right man there. Ooh, bloody fool, Chesterton. Dear, oh dear. Yes, triumph. You're going to triumph on your own, aren't you? Bound with a cat. Though how they couldn't tell that was the wrong person, I really don't know. I think in the memory they deduce it, don't they? Oh dear, look. See, he struggled. Struggled to get the bloody hull off. See, I would never have done that. See, again, rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Here I am, dubbed in again. Ah, you see, he thinks he's got the right key. But he hasn't. He hasn't got the right key. Yes, a young man there. I was full of vim and vigor, and uh, yes, so grateful to uh, to Bertie Lambert and William Hartnell for giving me the, the the leg up that I needed at that point point in my career. Because I, I must admit, I was at a bit of a low point, really. I was at a bit of a low point. Um, the Grove family had finished some considerable years earlier, um, and playing a dining room table as I, as I, as I did in that. Um, Yes, boy, it didn't allow you to uh, do too much, really, in in the acting stakes. So I was very, very um, pleased to get this. Um, And of course, also to Mervyn Pinfield, who I got drunk. Um, That's how I secured the role in the first place. Um, Dear old Mervyn. Dear old Mervyn. But uh, yes. Oh, rip rollery drunk we got, actually. Lord Wreath was furious. Absolutely furious. Still, never mind. Never mind. Halcyon days. Halcyon days. Actually, I must remember, uh, you know, recall that most of my time Doctor Who was one big drunken blur, to be honest. Not so much from Hartnell. Serious man off camera. Took his craft very, very seriously. So did Perkway, as did Pat Troughton. Tom Baker, on the other hands was a marvellous drinker. Drink, drinking companion. Yes. You know, I'm not surprised I couldn't find a way through this bloody set. Cramped, hot, it really was. Now, there's a lovely scene coming up here, just watch me here, watch me here. Here we go, look, casting my shadow, commanding the scene. Yes. Oh, stop shouting at me. Here we go. Now this is the role, this is the part where I stepped up to the challenge. Uh, there was meant to be another actor uh, performing this part with uh, Martin Court here, but he, he just went... He, sort of, he had say, a a whoopsie episode because he didn't want the explosion to go off near him. So I just said, well, I'll do it. I will do it. No need for stuntmen. See, here we go. Over-emoting as he puts the key in. Oh, dear, I would have said it so different. And I didn't like the way this this uh, shot was framed. I was behind that bloody scuffle pole. There you are, you see? Two explosions went off near me there. Two. Did I make a fuss about it? No, I didn't. I just got on with the job, and that's all you have to do in this business. And that was it. That, that was me. Uh, finished with this particular episode. Um, here we just have the uh the, the whole story being wrapped up here. Now, nice should scene seen with Hardnor See, he did play these 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 parts very very well. These scenes very well. Ah, uh, yes, lovely man. Really was a lovely man. Greatly missed. Greatly missed. Oh yes, ha. <laughs> Oh, I do think Catherine Scoville was lovely, I really did. Now, I did actually forget to mention earlier on uh, when they were being released from their prison cell, they had to frame the shot because one of uh, Robbie Phillips' testicles actually popped out of his costume. So, all the other actors had to, because they couldn't mount it again, um, all the other actors had to stand around him to shield his exposed plum. Most unfortunate. Karam's fault couldn't take her eyes off it. Donald Pickering wants to pickle it. There we go. let we say goodbye to them now. Say goodbye to them. Yeah, yes, we'll miss them too, and we miss you too as well, Jacqueline. We really do. We miss this tardis crew, and uh, another nice little. I think a nice little model shot coming up now. Yes, there we go. So you couldn't tell the difference. You really couldn't. Between that and the real thing. Ah, oh, well, there we are. I think I think this is it. I think this is it. That's another section of Toboro, there That one melted. Oh, Temple of Evil. I wasn't in that one. Uh no idea. No idea what that one's about. Wasn't it. Wasn't it. Ah, oh, well, there you are. There you are. Um yes, pull back some very happy memories there. Happy memories uh, of um. So filming against really sort of uh how can I put it? Yeah, very difficult circumstances I think you'll I think you'll find actually very difficult circumstances but uh yeah very enjoyable. Very, very enjoyable. Really like that. Really like that indeed. There we go. Daphne Dare, there you are the wonderful Daphne Dare who covered those marvellous costumes. Um dear Daphne, as I said never put me in Rubber in front of the camera again. Um say behind the camera, Oh, uh-huh. well, we had some fun times. Yes, we did. And wonderful, very few Lambert there. Um, there we are, John Gory. Don't you buy John Gory? Ah, well there you are, then. Um, has that been done? Do I get a, can I have a drink now?
0: Oh, wonderful! Ah, oh, fantastic. Well there you have it. That's Hamilton Prickwillow and he's a little with your commentary there. So as a little bonus treat, actually, um we do actually we filmed Hamilton uh whilst he's recording that commentary. So head over to our YouTube channel if you want to see Hamilton uh in action there. So uh there we are. So that's it for another commentary special. So until next time, it's goodbye from me, Phil. Goodbye.